Hello and welcome, drama bugs. You are listening to Caught in the Web Drama. This is your host, Valerie Wong, bringing you commentary on super short drama series. In this podcast episode, we will untangle the first episode of Lifetime's Who Kissed Me? I will cover key scenes from the episode, introducing the characters and actors as they appear chronologically, making comments and sharing stories along the way. So if you haven't watched the episode yet, the link is in the description. Let's get started then. Who Kissed Me? Episode 1 The series opens with the premise of the lead female waking up after a night out drinking, realizing she had had her first kiss, but no recollection of it. Now, I don't know if it has ever happened to you guys, but I'm going to tell you now. Blacking out after a drunken night? Not the best feeling in the world. It happened to me on my birthday last year. I threw a party, but I only remember snippets of it. No, you know what? I'm going to give myself a little bit more credit. I actually remember most of the party. So I remember who was there. I remember the food. Turns out cauliflower crust pizzas are really delicious. There was wine. There were shots. There was karaoke. Some of my friends sang Amy Winehouse's Valerie to me. Another friend brought a girl he was seeing at the time, and she and I bonded over K-pop. Very much to his horror. Someone vomited all over their jacket. That's one way to end the night. And the last thing I remember was getting into the cab home. Then it was blank from there. I wake up the morning after in my own bed, thank God. But I could not, for the life of me, recall how I got home. My husband, he was still only my fiancé at the time, was not much help because he couldn't remember anything either. So I call my brother because I know he had gotten into the cab with us and luckily he was sober. So he remembers everything and has video evidence. Then he gives me a play-by-play of the trip home. According to him, we had gotten into the cab and I was asking him, where was my phone? Where were my shoes? Where's my wallet? Which were all in this bag that was similar to those little tote bags that you get from Lululemon. Uh, but after he had told me that they were in the bag, I just kept asking the same things over and over again. Then, with about five minutes left before we drop off, um, I said I needed to vomit. <laughs> he said he was urging me to hold it in and puke after we get off the cab, but I said no and that it couldn't wait. So he grabs the bag, empties its contents onto the car seat, and I empty the night's menu into the bag. When we finally get off the cab, what would normally take a two-minute walk to our lift lobby turned into a 20-minute crawl. And I don't know who was more embarrassed, my brother or myself, because there were people passing by that night. But lucky him, because now he will forever have blackmail material over my head. So if our girl blacked out at the end of her evening, that just means she drank a heck of a lot of alcohol. Frankly, it sounds like she had a marvelous time. Also, she had her first kiss in her 20s. That's pretty impressive. I mean, good on her. I got mine at 12 years old. But that's because I counted from the first lip-to-lip contact. So for reals though, you guys, what do you count as a first kiss? Because it's, it's a little confusing. 
Like, is it the first lip-to-lip contact? Is there a minimum time frame we're looking at? Five seconds? Ten seconds? I mean, how do you count? So a peck doesn't count? Is it like the first French kiss? So if it wasn't a French kiss, it won't count? Because if that's the case, then it'll be 16 years old for me. Anyway, moving on. The next few scenes are a series of flashbacks um, where we learn the names of three of the main cast. We have Yun Sol, our inebriated romantic, played by Hong Sung Yi. Her two best friends, Ban Heyong and Cha Do Hyun, played by Kim Kwon Soo and Kim Yeon Soo. We also learn that Sol is obsessed with kissing, or rather, the idea of kissing, since we were already told that her missing memory was in fact her first kiss. So the idea of kissing consumes this girl. She Googles about it. She writes online posts about it. And I think we're actually no different because, let's be honest, at least once in your life, you were curious about the idea of kissing someone. Like, I mean, why else do we watch romantic movies or read romance novels? Um, some of us write fan fiction or read magazine articles or blog posts about, I, I don't know, like the most erogenous parts of the human body. Um, and I'm pretty sure you would have at least played Spin the Bottle or Seven Minutes in Heaven as a teenager. So one way or another, we're all guilty of being a little bit like Sol. But the thing is, she takes it to the next level. I mean, this girl coaches her friends on kissing. That's where she lost me for a moment. Think about it. A girl who has never been kissed, giving her friends tips on kissing. That, that would be as if a dolphin were teaching an elephant how to climb a tree. Now, I actually knew someone who was like this. This was about um, six years ago. I had been with my boyfriend, now hubby, for about two years, but we weren't living together yet. And as young couples do, we, I think we had a misunderstanding which exploded into an angry exchange. I don't even remember what we were fighting about. But what I do remember is said person giving me advice on how to handle my love quarrels. But here's the kicker, all right? This person had never been in a relationship. Ever. These kinds of things also happen in work situations. Now, I know someone who recently quit bartending because the manager trying to run the place was barking at everything the staff did, despite having never worked behind the bar before. Now, I looked this up and I learned that there's actually a word that describes people like this. I hope I can say this in one shot. Okay, yeah, um, it goes um, ultra crepidarian. One more time. Ultra crepidarian describes a person who gives advice outside uh, the area of his or her expertise. Now, I can't speak for everybody, but I found it slightly uncomfortable getting dating advice from someone who had no dating experience. Now, the next scene brings us back to present day, right before the party. Um, and of course, Hall is up to her usual antics, giving Heyong kissing tips. Um, this time, she gives him a chewy candy, which allegedly feels like someone's tongue is in your mouth. 
And based on Hyung's reaction, he agrees. Now that just makes me want to try that candy and judge for myself. Um, so that means that'll be a mental note to visit a candy store on a trip to Korea. Um, or Seoul. So if you're from Seoul and you know where to find that candy, let me know. Or if you live in Hong Kong and know that it's available here, let me know. This scene um, also implies that Heong is seeing someone. We also find out that the party was held at the cafe slash bar slash restaurant that he works at. Um, and that he was letting Seoul use the space for free for her club social gathering. Now, he must either be in really good terms with his manager or the owner of the cafe to get away with that, or he's really putting his job on the line for a friend. Come to think of it, um, this was, I think, how I drank through my college days without burning a hole into my bank account. My hubby knew most of the bartenders, so we would often get a discount or a free round whenever we went out. And even now, my brother-in-law works at a bar, and whenever we visit, he will not let us leave without having at least one drink. Like, I tell you, it takes a lot of discipline to resist the temptation to even have one. So the party arrives as Heung leaves to go see his girl, and then as the scene unfolds, we are introduced to Han Yonu, played by Bain Hyuk, who seems to have caught Seol's attention as well as most of the girls present. Meanwhile, while we do know that it's a club social gathering, we don't actually know what kind of club they are. It does seem like this isn't their first social, because when Sol puts on her glasses, a few of the club members know it means that the real drinking session has just begun. Now, either she had been wearing contact lenses and took them out off-frame before putting on her glasses, or she was sitting there with blurred vision for a substantial amount of time. I'm going to assume it's the former, because she can't have been sitting there admiring Yonu's um, appearance if she had blurred vision. And speaking as someone who has short-sightedness, your eyes feel really tired, because it's trying to like constantly refocus to get a clear picture. And sometimes you get headaches from that. So I'm going to go with she had contact lenses. I did also like that she made her own decision to drink until her limit. It wasn't like someone else forcing drinks into her hand. So yeah, that was nice. Uh, anyway, so the next cut fast forwards to the moment Sol wakes up. And she immediately tries to note down everything she remembers from the night before. Uh, apparently, whoever kissed her was one hell of a kisser. She recalls her kisser wearing glasses, having a mole on the wrist, wearing a familiar cologne, which, oddly enough, she very quickly identifies as one from Jo Malone. Notice the product placement right there. Like, how many viewers do you think went to Jo Malone after watching this episode? I know I wanted to, but I felt a little intimidated walking into the store by myself. Um, but that's besides the point. Sol must frequent Jo Malone often to be able to identify the brand but not the exact fragrance. Like, I can recognize Victoria's Secret's Coconut Passion and Amber Romance, but that's because those are the ones that I use. Like, if it were another fragrance from Victoria's Secret, I couldn't name it, let alone name where it's from. 
Now, as Sol writes down her fragmented memories, which has started to evolve into a piece that's out of a romantic novel, she discovers she had injured her hand, which confirms that she didn't actually dream all of it, like it actually happened. So it turns out she had slipped off her seat, and I assume she broke her fall with her wrist spraining it. Doesn't look like a bad sprain, though. Now, while that has never happened to me, I did witness something like it. This time it happened on my birthday this year. Boy, do I, I really find myself in the strangest situations on my birthday. Like, I wonder what next year will bring. Anyway, so um, it was my birthday and it was actually towards the end of the night because it was already 3 a.m. and we had decided to call it a night. But as we're making our way to the taxi stand, we stopped for a snack. Um, then while we were waiting for our order, this man who was standing at this high table about, let's say, three meters away, he slips and falls, I kid you not, face first into the con- like onto the concrete floor, like face plant. Like he was so drunk, he did not even try to break his fall. It was honestly really scary. So there was like a, a scramble to quickly help him get up. Thankfully, he had friends with him. Um, how they let him fall is beyond me, but he, he wasn't alone, which is a good thing. So before we left, we told him to ask the food stall for like some ice for his face. It looked really painful. I really felt sorry for the guy. Anyway, so now Sol wasn't quite as drunk as that guy because she actually recalls that um, Han Yonu, uh, remember him from the party, uh, took care of her hand uh, as we see him write Palinaus Hem, which means get well soon on her bandage. This makes him kissing suspect number one. And that's where the episode cuts to a teaser to the next one. Yes, I, I do want to note that throughout the episode, Sol and Heyong share some tips on how to be great at kissing. And here are some that Sol had mentioned. Oh, we're going to get a little intimate. Number one, don't stick your tongue out right away. Number two, bite your lips gently. Number three, touch your partner's lips. Number four, stroke their face. Number five, tilt your head 30 degrees. I never know if it's left or right, but I guess you kind of just feel for the, like, what's comfortable for you. There was one thing that I found really funny, though. It was the the good old cherry stem tip. So in two scenes throughout the episode, um, we can see Sol feeding Toyon and Heyong cherries with the stems still intact. So there's a saying that if you can tie a cherry stem in your mouth, that means you're a good kisser. I'm guilty of attempting this while I was at community college. It's a friend's party trick. And honestly, it's a little bit difficult. So how I kind of do it is I kind of bite down on one end while I try to maneuver the other end up and then over and then through the loop. That is if you can even make the loop. Um, So not quite ideal to be using your teeth while you're kissing someone. That cherry stem tip thing, it's a good party trick, but I don't think it actually makes you a good kisser. 
Anyway, so Heung's advice, on the other hand, was to simply get in the mood and go for it. Um, I mean, neither of them are wrong, in my opinion, except the cherry stem thing that just debunk that, throw that tip out the window. Um, but I would have to agree more strongly with Heung about feeling the right mood, going in with your gut and not overthinking it. Um, I do also want to add to their list, though. Make sure you have the other person's consent. If they don't want to kiss you or be kissed anywhere, um, not even a, a peck on the cheek, then your lips have no business whatsoever being anywhere on their person. Now, I've been on both ends of rejection on this situation and um, both the receiving and the giving. So I had, I did not give consent. And then on a separate situation, I for, I didn't get consent. I didn't ask for it. Like I just went in and it was very awkward. So whether or not you're on the giving or the receiving end of an unwanted kiss, it creates a very awkward situation either way. So to end, we have three things to take away from today's episode. One, try to avoid giving unsolicited advice. Number two, only kiss someone if the person consents. And number three, drink responsibly, everybody. That's all we have for today, Drama Bugs. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with someone, shared it with a friend who you think will enjoy it just as much. This is Caught in the Web Drama. I'm your host, Valerie Wong. Stick around. Until next week. <laughs>